This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight, we have a real artist in the building. I usually have artists that sing. We have artists that do all type of stuff. But you see this artist here, he is crazy. He's phenomenal. He does everything you could think about. This man does clothes. He does hats. He's an activist. He's every, listen to me. I'm not even going to go further in this intro. We have Mark Corrupt Stoddart in the building today. What's going on, my brother? Thank you for finally inviting me, my brother. Come on, bro. You know what I mean? The funny thing with it, we had a good conversation at the funeral of Fitzroy Gordon, and that was in April. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then now we're in December right now, and it's only now we really get to connect, but nothing before it's time. But I'm so happy that you're here right now. You know what I mean? Even for Mr. G, that Mm -hmm. transition for him, like what he's done for the community, with the radio station, and- Having my imprint involving actually creating the branding for them with the logo. Oh, you didn't know that? Part. No. <laughs> oh, so, no. Okay, here we go already. All right. How did that even come around? Um, when the radio station got announced that they are doing it, it's all about connections, right? 1,000%. Aisha Wickham is a good friend of mine, and um, she referred me as one of the artists to actually submit to be a part of this um, campaign of creating the logo. Okay. And... Um, yeah, I got the Mr. Fitzroy like the the composites that I created. Yeah, and the one that he they finally went with the first rendition of it, what they used. Yeah, but with anything with brands, I always keep saying everything evolves and changes. All right, the and then so the next stage of the brands got a little more cleaner, which mm-hmm. they use now. But yeah. yeah, I was that was my imprint for the for the community. Was that like it's a lot of brands, a lot of people didn't know I created. Mm-hmm. Like for um, another Scarborough brand, which is has some longevity to it is um, Scarborough Basketball, SBA. Yeah. I created that brand for them. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea. People, until yeah. I talk about it, people, oh, yeah. shit. You, well, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry but, no, of yeah. course. Listen, this is free. This is a podcast. This is a radio okay, podcast. Okay. We say how we feel. All right. You know oh, I mean? It'll be a few S's, but no S's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if but, that's how you feel to get the point across, that's what you got to appreciate do. that. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So always designing, but having the opportunities to have your your marks yeah like that, the logos are called marks but yeah. having them in a way that is is longer than you yeah it has some longevity to it and people still use it up to this day yeah like even i ran into um nigel b mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i saw him at um local 44 yeah and the man still uses the logo i created for him and that's with the red b in it yeah with the yeah. with the turret with the record play. like yeah i look at it i laugh but <laughs> not that it's a cool no no no, no no i get it it's like holy smoke so how long ago it was and it's still it's relevant. relevant they still to use this it day. they still use it up to this day yeah and so when you start seeing the music people in the music scene like um like baby blue with the the logo with the with the baby rattle i didn't do it yeah, but oh, they react. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just to know that you're involved with other artists yeah. and creating their brands, especially mm-hmm. in the music industry. There's yeah. a lot of people that I've done stuff for that a lot of people don't even know. Okay. Yeah, like from, yeah. from Socks, from Julie, from, yeah, so, well, anyways, I'll let you ask the questions. and I No, can tell continue. You. We're getting to the questions. I need you to continue. What other, some, are some other brands that you help um, create their logos and stuff? Wow. Um, I'll start to the most recent stuff now. Okay. Is, um, Dr. John Carlos, the uh, activist from mm-hmm. the 1968 Olympics, I am involved in keeping the lifestyle of his brand. I created that brand for him. Mm-hmm. Um, in Toronto, um, there's an organization called Rise. Yes. With Randall J. All their branding through them, yeah. I do that for them. For, 
Let's see. Woo. I'm, it probably, I think he's coming back to me. Yeah. Um, as, you, as you speak, it just continues. Like, yeah, like, like yeah, I said, like G987, yeah. um, SBA, like I, I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Then there's, um, oh, Ayana for Soka Size. Which one? Soka Size. Yeah. I did her brand. Okay. Um, anyways, I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it's it, just a lot. Th- there is a lot that people don't know that I'm, I'm a, my hands are in. Yeah. People, a lot of stuff. People stuff. All right. What was Mark like as a kid coming up? Where did you first discover that you were artistic? Hmm. At a young age, probably like five, mm-hmm. four or five. I remember uh, one of the small memories that I have is like at um, I went to Danforth Gardens on um, on the on the Dan- not on Danforth. Um, where is it? Um. Warden. Yes, yes. Warden. So um, I remember seeing this cut up picture or a picture on the ground. It was it was an image of Robin yes. from Batman. Yeah. And somehow I just saw that and I took it home. It's, a, it's just a scrap piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> and I took it home and I, something about how it was drawn. I start, I start mimicking it. I start redrawing and redrawing and redrawing until I can actually remember how it was drawn. Yeah. And at that time I didn't have toys. So I had to create my own toys myself. So I would draw the characters and cut them out. Yeah. And create an imagination kind of a space with all the characters that I would make. But the my fondest memory is going to New York yeah. in the late 80s. And my cousin Norman was yeah. a comic book collector. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, he had a whole bunch of comics before he went to in, in, into the Army. Mm-hmm. And he gave me some of the comic books. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the value of some of the comic books. And I used to cut them up. Not knowing, yeah, I know. You believe that? Not knowing. Wow, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, but that inspired me. Yeah, from what he gave to me to actually mm-hmm. start creating my own works or creating comic books or superheroes. Yeah. So yeah. So did you actually try to draw some comic books back then, also, or you just liked the technique of drawing? Just the technique, and just yeah. knowing that I can actually create the same thing like yeah. I see in the book and mimic the same thing. Because all it is is repetition, right? Always. And so what I enjoyed by it, it was just having my own time, my own my own little quiet space, mm-hmm. and just draw yeah. and continue to draw. And how long did you, were you decent or good as soon as you started to draw, or that was something that you had to work on? You had to work on it. I was crap. Yeah. I yeah. know that wasn't good. Like when I compared, and, every, and everything in life, you never, I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves to other people because mm-hmm. we all have a unique style. But For sure. Um, I just knew that I can be better. Yeah. I just kept forcing myself to actually just, Pursue the passion what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I was okay. I yeah. think I was I was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I, and I liked the certain things I liked to draw mm-hmm. before like doing the other things that I remember going to school like drawing uh, uh, landscapes or apples and pears and that kind of like nah yeah man, that's not your no nah, but you have to do it because you, yeah. you have to get a mark right so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but what, what did you is. really like to draw at that time there um, superheroes superheroes yeah was that was thing. that was the thing mm-hmm. like I had this one character I called the uh, the Black Ninja. Okay, so you created your own superheroes yeah, too. Man. You weren't just mimicking what you saw. I mimicked, and then I recreated my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, had to. Is I just wanted to just see what I can do for myself, right? Yeah. So that kind of gets that built the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, of doing my own little hustle, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And what were some of the um, characters that you created back then? At that time, it was like kung fu movies are out, right? Yes. So that's why yeah. I wanted to create, <laughs> and I always like creating things that are mysterious. So the mm-hmm. the ninjas at that time, that yeah. was my thing, right? So that. Um, Things I love was basketball, right? So yeah. I draw characters from basketball players. Mm-hmm. So at that time, was Michael Jordan was 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 that guy for me. 
So everything I've seen, I would draw anything basketball. Yeah. It'll be him within it. You know what? Now that you say it, you're right. Because I remember one of your earlier lines that I came across was ball heads. Oh, sweat. You remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the time we were at the shop, though. Yes. When we had it up in uh, Galloway. Uh-huh. Yo. Kings Road there. Yeah, ball heads. So then now that you say it, it was like a, a character with, I think, about five or six Yeah, the Adams are wrapping around. Yeah. And that blue, because I did that the same time the Raptors came into existence. Okay. So that's how old that logo is. And it's still yeah. relevant to, like, that's re- we released that. Because a lot of people don't who know me will yeah. know that brand mm-hmm. itself, right? But that was that, when the Raptors came out, that's 25 years ago, right? So, yeah, it was like even, 1995-ish type of Yeah, so with that, but even before that, I yeah. had other designs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Like, I did, 89 was my first T-shirt. Was your first T-shirt back then? Yeah. What T-shirt was that? It was the image was um, the continent of Africa, and that time was the Black Panther for me. Now yeah. Black Panther, Tychel is the biggest thing, yeah. right? but for me that was my superhero. Okay. So when I created that in high school, I did that with him with the continent of Africa, and I called our crew was called the Brotherhood. So I had that on the sleeve, and um, at that time, Carabano was on university. Yes, yes. So. Like there's like twelve of us, or no, eight of us. Because okay. me, Rob, we all had our nicknames on the back of the shirts. Yeah, and um, we just went up on university. We felt like instant celebrities, man. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. So, just seeing the reaction from people responding to what we were wearing, mm-hmm. just sparked a thing in my head. Like, yo, I can actually create things that people want. Yeah, and that's how I got into the t-shirt business. Okay, and what were some of the other brands that you had created back then? Um, at that time, when I did the Brotherhood, we had. Um, a few designs I did. And it's funny enough, I was at the same time with Adrian from Two Black Guys was coming out. Okay. Yeah, Adrian came out in the early 90s. Yeah. I think 92 mm-hmm. was, or 91, 92, I think with Gary, when Miles came out, right? Yes. And on Young Street. Mm-hmm. So um, when Adrian started off, he was on, on Bathurst with um, Thurwell Bookstore with Mr. Johnson. Yes, yes. So there's only myself and probably another designer, whatever, we are in a in Mr. Johnson's store. Mm-hmm. But um, Adrian took the initiative to has to go downstairs and mm-hmm. build his own um, storefront down there. And that moved everything, man. When Adrian did that and created his own little space yeah. to create the his two brand. two black guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it launched. Everything has moved move so forward. So at that time, there was two black guys mm-hmm. and then 100 Miles yeah. and you, Brotherhood, all basically operating the, the same time? Yeah, around the same time. I think... Um, there's other clothing because that time the music scene was all love of consciousness, right? Yes, brand yes, leaving, yes. Fight the power. Everything uh-huh. was moving, right? So, Self destruction. So and the all level of the music scene was going on. Yeah, people had to relate to that, but through the fashion as well, because mm-hmm. that's when cross colors were coming out. Most Malone. You have the, the the medallions and all of those. Yeah, stuff man. There. Everything. Yeah. The movement of the music was the scene to what we had to wear in the fashion. So mm-hmm. there was a few, but the the breakthrough. Yeah. To get that uh, realm see that people wanted to wear your product, that was an interesting part, right? Yeah. And if you were cutting edge, like Adrian was cutting edge, what he yeah. was doing, and then I was doing my little thing, was doing the cutting edge of, of our concepts. Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool. It was cool to be black at that yeah, time to wear course. things and just to wear and, and embrace what you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good times, man. That Whoa. was really really good times. This is early nineties we're talking about. Oh yeah, definitely early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. And then where did you evolve from after that? There. Um. So with that, I was leaving or finishing college because mm-hmm. I went to Sheridan College. I did illustri- illustration and design. Okay, so you actually, first you liked it as a hobby. You were just 
fooling around with it, and then you actually learn the technical part of Not, the business. No, no. To be honest, if you want to backtrack from it, as always, I was an artist, so I yeah. always knew that um, in Scarborough there's only Wexford, yeah, or Cedarbury, yes, where the schools the arts. arts, right? Mm-hmm. And since I was my last, well, the second last, I was at um, John Buchanan, and that's right, obviously from close to Wexford. But I didn't want to go back to Wexford. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to go to Wexford. It was just the distance. Yeah. And then Cedarbury was the the closest thing with with the arts. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in there and I did regular class stuff, but it, it was the art program was the thing that actually elevated me to get to, to apply to go to Sheridan College. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, and also play basketball. So there was one thing. That was the big thing back then. Oh, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. At that you, time, you, it was the basketball well, for us. Come on, bro. You know, if I see how games right now, basketball <laughs> in the in the early the late eighties, I think that's probably the last stages of it when it was every school was strong, like from Leacock to West yeah. Hill to Cedar Bray to the Pearson. East, East schools, West schools, everybody. Yeah. That was the hottest thing. Yeah, ball, ball. You know what I mean? Central Tech, yeah. Lawrence Heights, Bathurst. You know what I'm saying? You know and then I mean? having the tournaments. Oh, it was it was the love to see community. That's community in a safe space. That's to watch basketball. Beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Beautiful to watch, mm-hmm. and just to be a part of that. So yeah. I knew my I was that guy that had the, the portfolio in the hand and the basketball in the other yeah. hand, right? So that okay. was people who know me will know that. Yeah, that was Mark. Yeah, yeah. So it's between ball and art. Yeah, either you know or, I mean? either. That's or. how you came up with ball heads. That's where you. Put it together. Pretty much, because that's you try to create the things that you're passionate about, right? Of course. So sport always aligns mm-hmm. with who I am. It's a part of my DNA. And okay. then to tell the story through sports, through art, is a mm-hmm. perfect marriage. Did you ever want to take basketball professional? Um, tried it, but it was yeah. weird. Um, when Sheridan, mm-hmm. at the crossroad for me when I went to Sheridan, we won our, we won our, my first year, we won the Nationals. We okay. Won, we won the whole thing. Yeah. It was cool. It was a mm-hmm. good experience. And then um, my next year, I got to play more. Yeah. But the reality of it, my school marks was affected by that. It was affected pretty bad. But I was getting the time to play, but then I'm losing. Because it's like basketball practice, coming home late, don't want to do your homework, but you want to play basketball. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that going to Sheridan, that if I don't get my degree, my mom's going to kick my ass. (laughs) Like, I'm like, like any black mom, yeah, you can't get nothing. You can't get no degree in basketball. Mm-hmm. So I said I had to make a choice. Yeah. So I decided to play, the second semester I didn't play and focus on my school marks. Yeah. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then after graduating, um, I didn't really get a job that I wanted to get into. Okay. But a friend of mine who graduated before me got into textile and printing, like um, printing shop. Yes. Yes. And yes, so yes. there's an opportunity for me to go there mm-hmm. for a job. Mm-hmm. And man, from Living in the east, that job was up in the west. So the travel to take the bus yeah. early morning to go, it, you know, it was crazy. Brutal. Yeah, it was. But it's the only job you can get, yeah. especially in the field of being an artist. Yeah. So it is what it is. I did that. So did that for a while. Wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll get into your questions because mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm going to just get out of the city. Yeah. And so um, that year, I just said a lie. I said, you know what? I got to get it. Tell my leave the job kind of yeah. thing, and then um, I went to England because one thing I was born, yeah, because I'm born, I'm born in the UK. Yep, that I do know. So um, going going back home, it's a funny thing with basketball. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that they get a lot of UK players, but always the international players still they accept. Mm-hmm. So I tried out for the team and I got on. 
Okay, in the UK. In the UK. So yeah. I did play professional basketball, but but the fun, funny thing was that it wasn't, the passion wasn't there as much as I thought it was. Got you. So that's, I tried it, but it wasn't there. And so I kind of left that alone. Yeah. And the and money how, wasn't that good, so. You know. How long were you out there for? A year. Okay. Yeah. Tried it because I guess this time you were so deep in art. Yeah, exactly. That basketball, you thought you were going to try it, like it again, but art had completely taken pretty it much, right Pretty much, pretty much. But it was it was interesting to see, like, see if I could do it, right? But yeah. it was a good try in yeah. a way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love it though. Yeah. In the in the mind, can't yeah. play it physically though. Yeah. But you know, and well, then, you know everything starts in the mind. Oh, I true. You know and I mean? then so from that is always giving back, right? So mm-hmm. coaching was been a good way of mentorship and coaching mm-hmm. of the basketball teams was was a good thing. Makes sense. I know mm-hmm. even at one point in your career you were over at um much music. Oh, you, you, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Come I, forgot, on. I forgot about you. <laughs> I forgot about how you um. You can get some information. Yes, there, of yeah. course, it's my job. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Good call because I wouldn't put that into you. Ask that question. Yeah. So yeah, um, I got to work up much music after working the textile printing company. Yeah, it was called Narama Design. Yeah, they did. They were housing a lot of companies like like Adidas, Roots. Okay. Um, Adrian for Two Black Guys used to go there as well. It was one of the top printing companies in Toronto. And they had a graphic department. Or yeah, they had a graphic printing. department. So okay. myself. My give big ups to Hayden. He was like the guru for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he taught me a lot of things when it comes to textile and printing. Mm-hmm. And um, after when he left, the energy wasn't there anymore. You just it was just it was just, just cutthroat kind just of thing. Work, right? Yeah, it was I mean? work. Yeah. But um, I just need, and that was when the, <laughs> I started aging myself now because that's yeah. when the internet started coming. Yeah, of course. So that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to try something different. Yeah. So then I got into web design. Okay. So I did a, a co-op. I did some kind of a course yeah. just to get into it. Did the program. And then a friend of mine, um, Jason Henderson, yeah. um, got into much. And after our, our program, they sent us to different places to work. So Jason got into much music. Mm-hmm. I got into this other job I wasn't cool with. Yeah. And Jason said, there's an opportunity you want to reapply and see what and I'll get you in. So yeah. it's, again, it's who you know. And um, I got into much music. And, and that's when I met Master T. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. He changed, wow, now you start dating. Work out much music, but before much music, <laughs> yeah. knowing Master T, mm-hmm. Tony, um, if you remember his shows, um, Extend the Mix and of stuff course, like that. Of yeah. Extend the Mix to Mix, so of course. for designers now, yeah. behind him, yes. the T-shirts on the, on the rack that was yeah. behind there, yeah. to be, that was our commercial for us. Okay. So does he see your brand hanging behind him? That's, that's real estate for advertising. Listen, right on national TV. You got that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So- that was a great plug. Mm-hmm. And then doing that and then knowing Tony, because at that time, he opened up a shop called T's Crib. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It was on the Carlton in Parliament. Yeah. And um, a lot of the local brands within the city had their stuff in there. So I was makes, one of the brands. It makes sense. Yeah. That's what T was established from the T's Crib. I yeah. mean, so um, Stand Mix and stuff yeah. like that. He opened up the shop. Which makes helped, sense. Him and his wife, Paula, mm-hmm. lovely woman. Oh, I love yeah. her. She, all of them were just just helping a lot of local designers. Crazy, yeah. Because Paula was was Roxy. Yes, yes you know? yeah. Oh. I did a I did a podcast with uh, Master T a couple months ago. Okay, and that's where he told me about the Paula. But we didn't even speak about T's crib. I didn't know about. Yeah, that. man, that was the community hub for local designers to have their stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And they can see how far you can go with it. So yeah. one of my, I was probably one of the top brands in there that was people who just wanted to buy. And what brand was that at that time? That time was Nubian Classic. Nubian Classic. Yeah. So I've been evolving in my yeah. brand. So <laughs> yeah. From Brotherhood, then yeah. evolved to Nubian Classic was yeah. the next brand mm-hmm. that I did. But it was just the journey of just doing it and, and, the, and the connections that, that were happening, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always a creator, man. I always yeah. need to create. In the, you have in the, to be. And the T-shirt or a sweater is mm-hmm. the rawest canvas for me that has to be it. Yeah. And the lowest cost point for people to have. Yeah. So doing that and just, um, like I said, T giving us the opportunity to showcase our stuff and selling product in there mm-hmm. was cool, man. It was crazy. Cool. Yeah. So you had got to, when you had got to much music, you had connected with Master T before you got there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it was cool. It's, it's, it's like a refreshing. Now I'm actually yeah. working in the yeah. field where he's in, right? And um, it's weird, man, because I was in the the web department. It yeah. was called the interactive department at yeah. that time. <laughs> crazy, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was, oh man, and so they didn't want to do nothing. For example, like Rap City, yeah, they didn't want to create um, pods or separate sites for each of the the brands. Okay. So I had the opportunity to have to create the pages for them. Okay. So I did like Rap City, Extend the So just aligning myself with Torn and getting the opportunity to create on the web component yeah. side of things was it was a blessing, man. Crazy. And then from that, all the celebrities that kept coming in mm-hmm. for the interviews with Tony. Yeah. Proper. After, Tony was wearing my stuff on TV. So you can't, it just built the confidence that, yeah, yeah people are seeing you in the work, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was a good journey, man. And okay. still is, right? And, yeah. and building honest relationship with people. For sure. And how yeah. long were you over at uh, Much Music? At least four years. Four okay. close so to five. You were there for a while. Yeah, until, two, until 2000. 2001. Yeah. No, t- no t- I'll take that back. No. Um, yeah. 90, late 90s to 2000s. Yeah. I was there. So you were there when X was there also? Yeah, yeah. X was there doing, but he was sometime part-time. Yeah. At that he time. was doing intern- internships yeah. at that time, right? And I was working upstairs when G1 was downstairs. Um, Namagetti was downstairs working with, like, Pedal, everybody. Yeah. And um, for me, being upstairs, I know, like, Sex Act, for example, like, Dead Prez. Yeah. And they came out. Or all these local artists, you know, I'm downstairs, man. Yeah. I'm not even trying to do work. <laughs> You're just hanging out. Hanging out. You're and then... Um, Trying to link with them because yeah. I'm trying to build a relationship at the oh, same what? time. Come on, I got a t-shirt line. Look at this. You wanna? You know what I'm saying? You know what like, I mean? but again, people upstairs watching what you're going on. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you're I trying got, to, I gotta try it, yeah. man. And then, um, because I'm like the first of defense. Like, yo, I can get these people mm-hmm. right directly and just show them what I have, and yeah. they're gonna be more receptive to you, more receptive to you because you're in the building. Already. Exactly. You and know was, what I mean? You're not just running up on them on a street corner. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was cool because I remember meeting them. I remember like being in the music industry because. That opened the doors for myself to um, meet other people. Yeah, and it's like I was saying, like, um, like for Capitol uh, Capitol Hill with Chase. Yeah, with um, when Chase had Socks, Julie Black, yes. and everybody else. So, uh huh. Um, I was helping them with the designing. Yeah. So just building relationships again, right? So like crazy. No, it is like to yeah. be in that industry. Yeah. Opens the doors. So yeah. leaving much means like like I did. There was a job called um, Onyx on Don Mills. Yes, I remember That's, Onyx. So I was one. Of, it was interesting because much wasn't really paying. Yeah. You were just there for the for the experience. And you're you have contacts. You could get to artists and stuff like that. Exactly. So but it's it, it, but it was a good opportunity. Yeah. I give my mom up to this day, boy, I wish she just stayed on much music, you know. <laughs> but you know, no, it's one of your best yeah. jobs you had. I'm like, Mom. Crazy. 
but it's a good experience. Mm-hmm. So this other job came into the mix, mm-hmm. in the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Big but, up Master T. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I got the job there, but the funny thing was, pay me more money. Yo, trust me. That's when money was coming in. Yeah. And like, I just, because I didn't want to take the job. I said, you know what, let me throw out a ridiculous number thinking mm-hmm. that they won't take the offer. <laughs> so I threw out the number and I yeah. go, that's it? And he wrote the thing. I said, I'm like looking like, is this a joke? What? Is this yeah. a joke? So I know you remember that truck I had, the, the gray one, the Yukon? Yes, yes, the, the, yes. The, so yeah. that's the money from that job got me. Yo, the money, it was. It was crazy. It was good. Yeah. So at that time, Getting that and also um, working in the music industry, mm-hmm. I was working with uh, BMG, Sony, um, Universal, and just doing all the like the web designing stuff. I was doing all the all the creative. So, like, say for example, Baby Blues yeah. website, I did their website. Um, Thrust did his website. What? Socks, yeah, I was the person behind creating all the people's websites. And you were so early to the web and design at that time. Mm-hmm. You're like clearly, you're the Go-to guy. Pretty because much. Because there's not a lot of people that has the skill set that you have at that time there. But not just me. I had another person, Sean. He mm-hmm. was like, we were partners at that yeah. time. We called ourselves K2000. Okay. Yeah, so he was the back-end person. Yeah. I was the, the creator of this building, the, the look, the aesthetic yeah. of it. So He'd do the programming. Yeah, he did the program because I'm, yeah. I'm I can't speak that language. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I can visually do everything, yeah. but he's the guy who can make things to come to life. Yeah. So one of our bigger pro- projects was, hey, again, click. It was, again, it's all about relationships. 100%. Um, David Cox, Cotton Click. Um, he was working at BMG at that time. Yeah. And um there was a project that was called um called I Am Hip Hop. So I did a t- I did a t shirt called I Am Hip Hop. Yeah. And um they wanted to extend the the design of it and, p- and put it through BMG. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to create all the aesthetic of it. So I did the website mm-hmm. and then launched with all like Eric Sermon. Everybody was under the label of Buster Rhymes. And all the branding to that, they yeah. took the logo that I did and put it on the on the labels of on the stickers on the on all, all the CDs. Yeah. So the visibility, all the label, like all the records. I mean, the CDs at that time it was crazy, man. Crazy. Yo, it was. To, just to step back as you asked me this question, I'm yeah. like realizing how many times I I literally put a mark on something that people got to see, not knowing me, the person yeah. behind it, right? Because then you're getting a packet CD, you're you're looking at your cassette or, or, or album, you're looking at it, but you're not really wondering, hey, who did it? Yeah. But you know, I did all of this. Yeah, no, it's just I mean? be part That's of that crazy. campaign. Yeah. But again, it's back and forth, but that was cool. But, but even before that, like working for Much Music was just, again, opportunities just opened up. Yeah. And building relations within the yeah. music industry, right? So I'm just so crazy. You know, I want to ask you, what inspires you? Um, history, yeah. I'm a I'm a historian. Man. I love love history, and I always like documenting and telling stories through that mm-hmm. through that lens. Um, community people yeah. who are actually doing great things inspire me because it keeps me motivated, right? Mm-hmm. And reading a good book sometimes doesn't yeah. hurt. But yeah, those are your inspirations. Mm-hmm. Just one day you wake up and say, "Hey, this is what I want to do," because another one of the earlier times because it was ball heads, but another time early in your career also that I met you was when you were doing corrupt. The T-shirt with the continent of Africa, oh, and then like the skull. I think there was a skull inside yeah, the, of it. The skull was Africa. Yeah. So it was just this, okay, you're good, eh? <laughs> that's one another old logo that people know of, right? Of course. So, and that's the story behind. So the story behind corrupt mm-hmm. is that um, going to school, um, my teacher, my art teacher, will always keep giving me low marks. Yeah. Is I will just say he's blatantly he was a racist. Yeah, he just didn't like the people of color in that classroom. 
didn't give us good. Lowballed yeah. every time. So I remember I had this one assignment, stayed up late, put in extra efforts, and um, handed it off to him, thinking I get a decent mark that I'd be happy with. Yeah. And then the same thing, I get a low mark. Crazy. It's just like how you say you're the teacher. Yeah. The table, like you're sitting there, I'm like this. I mm-hmm. took the table and this, like, People say I flipped it, but I moved it. <laughs> <laughs> you know when it's legendary stuff, you gotta you have to embellish add it. something to it. Yep. So, anyways, the desk moved. Yeah. <laughs> For it to be yeah. a situation that uh, he was felt threatened. Yeah. And um, he wanted me out of the school. So if it wasn't for the other teachers who advocated for me not to kick me out, plus yeah. I was good in basketball at that time, yeah. so they can't really get rid because they need me for the team mm-hmm. to a degree. But um, it was just weird because my guidance teacher, Mr. Campbell, mm-hmm. just showed me that there's a lot of people who don't have it out for you, and yeah. you have to be mindful that you have to kind of stand your ground, who, what you stand for, for right? sure. but not to be overly ag- I don't, it's not to be overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. But he was showing me all my marks throughout the years of of school, like yeah. all the, the schools I went to, and this seeing like the consistency based on art, Mark is great in this, and the certain things Mark needs work on. Yeah, and then what he wrote blew my mind. Yeah, and he said that Mark has a snowball chance of hell of passing my class. So from what? that time, he had yeah. that out for me. So they suspended me for um, I don't know how long they spent suspending me, but they wanted to kick me out. So my yeah. mom actually went to the Scarborough MP mm-hmm. to fight for me. Yeah, and I didn't know that part. Of the story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, went to the school. Um, then they said, "Oh, Mark, this is the word where the word corrupt comes from." Because yeah, your son's too corrupt. And then my mom goes, "No, this the system is corrupt." Got you. So God. that kind of registered in my head, right? And I kind of think, you know what? Two negatives makes a positive. Mm-hmm. So if you really get to know me, you realize that I'm not that person. So. I thought to myself, I, I can play off of that, use it as corrupt designs was the thing to create the conversation, why use it? And then when you say that, I remember coming up with the name and then corrupt the actual rapper. Yeah. He came out. Okay. Well, we were at the same time. And then I remember when, the, again, the internet was growing. Yeah. And so we had this inky dinky little server. Yeah. And um, and we had the corrupt, it's spelled the same way as his. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, when he came out with his double album, when he came out with his, his release, our servers was bombarded with people just coming to the site. Oh, okay. hit, like, hitting the server, like it knocked down our servers. How much people around the world? I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on? <laughs> and so I realized if I already had one shirt or something online at that yeah. time, man, the amount of people would have been purchasing that product. But you not see knowing. how a lot of things just happen by accident. It was designed that way, but it was kind of an accident. It's like, hmm, what if I do it this way? And that's when the t shirt came into the fold. Well, on the internet component, because I wasn't doing nothing online, but just to know that how marketing is yeah. and how you can utilize, especially with the internet, because mm-hmm. at that time, the internet, you were just utilizing it just for marketing and just showcasing yeah. your stuff, yeah. not knowing you can purchase stuff yeah. and have a, and and have a commerce, and stuff that, have a really have a strong commerce that people can purchase something. Yeah. Wasn't aware of it at that time, mm-hmm. but to know that if you have something that's viable and people want, mm-hmm. you can make money from it, man. Yeah. Truly. Wow. Yeah, and so. when did your first design actually come out then? For corrupt, um, two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, that was the the next because two. Whew, wow, this is weird. How many times I keep changing my business name? Right. <laughs> because remember we talked about ballheads, right? Uh huh. So ballheads was so corrupt because one of the ballheads had the name corrupt. So yeah. that's all was encompassing everything. Yeah, everything was there. But remember, these are t-shirt lines, so these are actually not even. 
not in my art, not even painting. It was just creating yeah. on shirts, man. So was it more, this is okay, this is now my new brand, or these are extension of brands? Just extensions, man. Yeah. It was honestly, it was just, I ha- I'm the one source. I can, anything's in my head. Yeah. I can just produce it and get out before mm-hmm. the next person can do it. Yeah. So I was just knocking them out the park, man. So yeah. I was just seeing what can hit and what people yeah. love. I was running. So Corrupt was the same time I was working on much music. Mm-hmm. So I was just creating designs. Okay. Yeah. Because that's when um, Lounge was opened up. Yes. Across from, yes. Uh, yes. That's what yes, I'm saying. Yes. That, that time yeah. with the music scene, yeah. it was it was beautiful because yeah, everybody would, would come from there and just go to, to the lounge where Damien yeah. was. Yes. And you just connect with people. Mm-hmm. And you just, whatever you had, man, you can have in that store. It was, because that's when T closed down the shop a long time ago. Okay. That's when Lounge was the next urban store yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, that's when urban stores were actually popping. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the landscape now, we don't have urban stores right now. Everything is just your shop at wherever you're shopping. There's no store that's carrying all the urban brand anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's so crazy that how the landscape has changed. And as you said, back then, there was the music and the clothes went together, especially from a Canadian standpoint or underground standpoint because the americans like what we're doing over there and we definitely loved what they were doing over there also but just to have the opportunity to actually marry the music and clothing together and having building those relationships like i'm just stepping back but moving forward like Mm -hmm. i still remember what you probably remember when um the early 90s Mm -hmm. with adrian again from two black guys yes and when um mary j blige 411 when the real love and then when she wore that on the, I, on the video, I forgot about that. One hundred percent forgot about that. Yo, that that was for Adrian. Took him up to another yeah. echelon. So does people realizing that we can do it? That we made it. That was our video for all of us, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Adrian was he was good at that man. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, That's one, of the, crazy. one of the guys who actually That's understood the, the fashion scene. So, yeah. um, seeing that open doors for all of us, right? Yeah. And then. Moving forward, like I say, early 2000s, this is all about building relationships with the music scene, right? Mm-hmm. Tying music with fashion, mm-hmm. like how Adrian did it. So I remember um, when Sox was coming out with his album mm-hmm. and he was signed to Universal mm-hmm. and his relationship with Redman yeah. yes. was, was, was moving. And so when they were on Much Music, um, they got to wear the, the I'm Hip Hop shirt there. Mm-hmm. And he, they wore that. You know, Red wore that. I wasn't expecting. You just never know how artists... Or receive your work, yeah. right? I, I, from what I heard, when he wore that, he continued to wear that. He was yeah. on BET, wore the same shirt. Probably didn't even wash it or something. He just wore it because he but loved it. You know it. how Red Man style was real grungy. Yeah, it's grungy though. I mean? yeah. Yeah. So just to building those relationships, yeah. you never know how it pulls off from, right? So I knew that connecting those dots like that, like yeah. um, again with Universal, like with Mishi Me, yeah. when she was on, what was that TV show? Drop the beat. Drop the beat. Yes. Like uh, Michelle Light. Yeah. Again, it's all about building relationships. Yeah. She was the the curator for the fashion component. And um, I was able to submit some of my the brands in there. Yeah. So they were wearing the corrupt stuff. Okay, they're wearing it. If, yeah, yeah, if we go back and look, you, we'll if see. If you look, you see like where Michelle, she's wearing it. Yeah. So there's this little inch that I, every year, you could, anything with opportunities, I'm there in yeah. a way of seeing my work. We talked about branding. Mm-hmm. I'm always there in, in, in the back scenes of seeing things. And you were so early, too. You know what I mean? Early on the scene, early to really get it, early on the internet. You understand from back then. Yeah, just finding the opportunities, right? It's so crazy. So just to be in those spaces and and Mm -hmm. then um, 
being accepted and people appreciating what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I just have to be thankful for it. And it's still stay and still up to this day stay relevent. Yeah. To one hundred percent. That's the key behind it. Come on, bro. Yeah. Relevancy. Another pivotal time in your career was meeting Dr. John Carlos. Yeah, All right. 2010, I, 2011, yeah, I've been meeting him. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did that even come about? Because I know in some of your earlier interviews that I was watching, you said you used to have like his posters on your wall. So it's almost like you pulled him right out of your wall into your presence. How did that meeting even happen? All I can say with that is that believe in vision boards. Yeah. Like whatever you manifest, whatever the ideas you have. Yeah. If you really put that in your consciousness, mm-hmm. that will manifest itself. Yeah. I'm a testament of that, man. Yeah. And so at a young age, I always knew about the that movement, mm-hmm. but not knowing the whole context of it. Mm-hmm. And um, in the early, not early, but 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. um, he did his um, autobiography okay. of his of his of his life, yeah, and um, he was doing a tour, mm-hmm. and one of the um, he's going to come to Toronto, mm-hmm. but before that, I had to meet um, Dave Zern, okay, as, as the co-writer for Doctor C as well, and he was in Toronto, yeah, and I just again opportunities all about how you present yourself, yeah. so I told Dave who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, shout out to Sweets Watson because he's the one who kind of kind of navigated creating this this opportunity to happen, okay, and um. So when Dave came to Toronto, I told him, like I said, I told him who I was, what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I already was starting the, the movement of Live It Wear. That, that's the next brand. Yep. And so- Live It Wear in 1968. Yep. So, okay. live it, so with that, I was just documenting community people mm-hmm. wearing the, the fish shirts. Yeah. And how that was happening was crazy. Like everybody wanted to be a part of that. Like even up to today, people still ask, when can I be photographed yeah. in that shirt? Yeah. Crazy. So, that was happening, meeting Dave, telling Dave what I was about, what I've been doing in the city. Um, he pretty much said, I can't guarantee you anything. All I yeah. can do is connect you and see what happens. So from that day on, that first phone call I had with Dr. C was crazy. It was yeah. like talking to a rock star in a way. In my way, because I'm actually talking to a legend yeah, of course, on the phone. 1,000%. Yeah, so I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I was like nervous as hell. I was like <laughs> stuttering. Yeah. Didn't have my thoughts in order what I wanted to like, because it's like it's almost like a sales pitch. Yeah. What do I really gonna say that's gonna impact? <laughs> what can I say? That, what is it that I could do? That's gonna help me mm-hmm. for me to have like, build a relationship with him. So I remember to this moment he just said, Yo, I'm your brother. Yeah. Whatever you want, say what it is. Yeah. Let's see how we can align, let's see how we can pull this together. So those comforting words, those comforting words that he gave to me was more than enough for me to actually say, you know what? Yeah. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. And from that day on to now to two thousand Come to 2020. Yeah, I've been working with him. Yeah, and it's been surreal. Like every time I think about, yo, I'm actually sitting with a legend. He's actually allowing me to trust in me to help build yeah. his story through the visual lens of, the, of with art. Yeah, and that's so crazy because again, as you said, uh, t-shirts with the fist. You see it in gold, black. You see everybody in those t-shirts. Yeah, it's but again, and not just with us, but the image of the 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 fist itself is so yeah. universally mm-hmm. used. How do you coin it that becomes your own yeah. persona, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did with his is that adding the colors yeah. and actually having the silhouette within the fist of him at that moment signifies that this his this yeah. fist this is, is uniquely his. Yeah. his. And it's it's not about us anymore. It's yeah. for our kids' kids. Because you when you create something, it, it's like with Bob Marley, say with yeah. music, it has to be timeless. It's legacy. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if you can create an imprint that has equity, that it lasts beyond you, 
mm-hmm. that has value, mm-hmm. then you have something. Which makes a hundred percent sense. A lot of people don't see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're living in the moment of, of now. Now, and I'm not right saying, now. It's not about right, right that. Now. You gotta plan, your, like, you gotta, like I said, you gotta really and really invest in what is it you're doing mm-hmm. that you're leaving a legacy behind, yeah. right? Because I know you have a slogan. It goes, your brand is your gateway to your true work. Mm-hmm. All right? Exactly what do you mean by that? Storytelling. Yeah. Um, I feel that you truly have to be authentically you. And if you're not you and you're just faking it, I see it all the time, right? Yeah. And you won't last yeah. that long. Yeah. So if you, like I said, it's all about leaving a true imprint of what you stand for, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I get from that when mm-hmm. I say that. So um, it's all about, like, again, going back to his legacy, man. It's, it's all about actually um, leaving something um, for your kids' kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's not about right now; it's about twenty, thirty, even a hundred years from now. That's an investment. Yeah, and but staying true to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you question, like we said, yeah. that is this the right thing for me? Yeah, am I try detour to yeah. something else? It gets it gets yeah. shaky. You know yeah. what I mean? And but you that's what life is all about along the way a lot. We do, but that's what life is all about. Man. Yeah. It, it challenges us, right? Yeah. And it kind of puts us back into the right perspective that maybe I should do this. Yeah, I had many times I had doubts. Like okay. The, um, the time when things were going so good for me, yeah. But everything, when everything goes up, something has to come back down. Trust me. So with even that, working at that company I was talking about, yeah. making good money, mm-hmm. downsizing. Yeah. And the person who's making the the top money, you get cut you, off. You, you're first to go. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. So um, I got let go at that time, mm-hmm. and I was still designing for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. for the BMG, I was doing like even ghetto concept. I did stuff for them. Okay. So. Um, so doing stuff for the music industry, but not as much as as as, as I would like it to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I needed a job. Yeah. And doing the freelance stuff was cool, but wasn't paying the bills. You need something more consistent. So this this one life becomes humbling for you. Yeah. So growing up, my dad his his job his only job he worked for was working for Cadbury. Mm. So I was a Cadbury baby. Yeah. And what's cool with that was that I remember my dad coming home. Bring all the candies. Yes. Any like from Bubblicious, from Mr. Big, whatever that is, he'll bring it to the house. And I usually take that back to school yeah. and share it with my friends. Got you. But the funny thing with that, and I realized, yo, I can make money from this. Yeah. <laughs> so I would bring the newest stuff yeah. and I used to sell it. Come on, bro. Yeah, man. So it was, so that kind of sparked. So I want to get why I say that because um, growing up, at a teenager, we used to have a summer job and used to work there. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. And I, I, I loved it, but I hated it at the same time. Yeah. You know those jobs that you hate and you fall asleep in your own bed and you start dreaming that you're in your work? Uh-huh. <laughs> so you don't really get no sleep. You're just like, yeah. So it's like one of those jobs, but it was like a love-hate relationship with that job. Mm-hmm. And um, losing the, the job, the good job that I had, my dad goes, well, you always come back to Cadbury. Yeah. I'm like, man, I ain't going back to that job. Yeah. But um, I was working there in shipping and receiving. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a humbling experience, but you have to do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a young lady was on mat leave, was going on mat leave. Okay. And there was a position of a graphic designer. So the universe always kind of brings yeah. things back full circle again. And mm-hmm. so uh, I applied for the position. They knew my dad. Yeah. And I got the job. So I was working there. It was good money. It was decent. I was happy. It was, and I was learning a different side of graphics. Okay. So at the same time, I was, it, was, it, was great. it was a great opportunity. Yeah. And um, so you know what the labels and packaging, like all the factual labels, like the the ingredients and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was doing all that stuff. Okay. It's menial work, but it was a yeah. job. And so this is the, with that time, 
I was there and my contract was just about to ending. Mm-hmm. And that when we heard, again, you'll know the story, but when Sean passed away, when yes, Blue, Blue when Blue passed mm-hmm. away, that totally rocked the community as a whole. Of course, 100%. And, and um, seeing the community in that space in Malvern. Yeah. And funny enough, I was with, even with Nigel, mm-hmm. and his birthday was, uh, he transitioned yeah. like, two years ago hmm. on my birthday, yeah. which was it's, it's life to me when I see yeah. people pass kind of puts me in a, in a different perspective. I got to sure. live. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? So when I was with Nigel at that time when we went to see Sean's funeral, it, it, it was moving enough for me to realize that I got to leave my imprint. I can't mm-hmm. just exist. I got to live. Mm-hmm. And I left that job. Yeah. And then from onwards, I said, I got to work for me. And I started doing my own thing. Yeah. 100. I never, and I never stopped. Crazy, crazy, crazy. As you said, it's the universe. Once you put it out there. You see, you believe it, you try to follow what your purpose is, you'll get there. Yeah, and I was I mean, always that guy that, I was hard, like, I hustled. Anything I see, I have to learn how to flip it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> it's, it's crazy when I say it, because that just brings me back, like, working at a textile printing company. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, like, these off shirts. Like, they weren't really off, but the way the print was off. Yeah. I used to gather all those shirts, and yeah. I'd run to all the barbershops, man. Right. I'd flip, <laughs> flip the shirts, man. Yeah. Because you get them... You know, if you go into shops like say New Era to get these shops, like one of the one of the designers, these all over f- sports prints. Yeah, and um, in the store they're like, say like eighty or seventy dollars at that mm-hmm. time, and I'm like getting the doubles of those and yeah. flipping them for fifty. And oh, guys in the shop, I was caking. Like, oh man, crazy! You gotta hustle, bro. Yo, I'm telling you, if yeah. you have, you know, you're <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Listen, I know you've been doing um art exhibitions from about year two thousand. One of your latest ones was Reconnect oh, at Scarborough Town. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that opportunity even come up with Nui Blanche? Again, it's all about relationships, man. Yeah. And, um, Ashley McKenzie Barnes, a good friend of mine, um, she was the curator. Okay. And she's been following my work from time. Yeah. And um, it was a good time. Yeah. Because I wasn't, I wasn't a designer painting as much as I, I stopped painting. Okay. But I've been designing. Yeah. And um, her seeing what I've been doing, and um, it was a great fit. So yeah. I reached out to her, and I said to her that um, I've been doing this from time, and yeah. they already know, I said this would be a great time to actually reintroduce myself and, re- and actually reconnect everything to what the composition was, right? It was about connecting the community. Mm-hmm. So um, I submitted my idea yeah. that I wanted to honor the community of people who've done something, who paved the way yeah. for the next up-and-coming uh, future um, Scarbarians. Yeah. And they... They loved it. Yeah. Um, using that space and owning that space within Scarborough mm-hmm. and the, the tunnel area that leads you into the Civic Center to, get, yeah. to catching the bus was phenomenal, man. It was it was surreal. So did it they was, actually offer you that space where you knew where you wanted to I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. They said that I got in. I said, where would, they said, where would you like to think to be a great institution? This is where I wanted, this is where I wanted to do it. Okay. So you had a vision From for time. what you wanted to do. Because I saw the last year's... Um, because this is the second year New York March happened, right? Yes, in Scarborough. In Scarborough. So yep. when they had the installation last year, yeah. somebody had a, an area there. Yeah. And um, his work was great. Mm-hmm. His name was Chris. And um, it just didn't actually illustrate all what he wanted to do. Got you. He didn't utilize the whole space. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, nah, if I get this space, I know what the hell I'm going to do yeah. with this spot. Man. Yeah. So um, knowing that Ashley was curating, I told her, Ash, give me the opportunity. This is why I went in. She goes, mm-hmm. Let me pitch it to them and see what they yeah. have. And, and yeah, it was one of the the top, one of the local artists, myself, um, Daryl, mm-hmm. 
and um, another lady from the states. Yeah, was also one of the main artists. Okay, and I didn't know. You know, when you just create something, but I didn't realize how impactful, impactful. It, it really yeah. got people mm-hmm. to preach. Like, it got shared, communicated. People were just shit talking about it. It got me onto the radio stations. Yeah. Got me onto TV. I see you on TV. Yeah, it I was seen you everywhere. Yeah, that was. It was weird yeah. to be honest. I yeah. I didn't I knew what it was what I was trying to do, but I didn't know the the capacity that it was reaching so much people and the way they were touched by it. So for anybody that didn't actually get to see it or heard about the installation, exactly explain to them what it was. What reconnected to me was actually um, claiming space again. Yeah, and like I said, I felt like going to this the the infrastructure of the Scarborough Township has changed so many different ways. But the people are still the same. People mm-hmm. have, who've impacted that space, right? Mm-hmm. And people of color. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be in a position to actually tell that story through that narrative and that lens and also tie in community stuff. So my technique is always using news articles or documenting stories. Okay. So with my sports collection yeah. and uh, my activism collection that I've done, mm-hmm. I always find articles that re- reflects the, the person that I'm, I'm using. So this process was not, it was kind of interesting because the articles didn't really cater to the the subject matter. Yeah. But some did. There's there's God. some people that, that I, I found articles that yeah. had, had more to tell. But it was good to actually researching and but finding people's um personalities. Yeah. Like for example, if it was uh Maestro, mm-hmm. all the articles that I found were dealing with arts yeah. and stuff like that, I would tie that all with him. Okay. Um I if see there was something dealing did. with sports. Yeah. I would tie that into that particular athlete. Yeah. So it has some connection, but then there are some stories that really resonated, mm-hmm. like with um, Jamal McGlure. Yeah. Um, there was articles in there with based on him, mm-hmm. um, with um, his stuff working with what's his the one that he works for? Not 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 the Raptors, I mean, but yeah. it was um, his um, Caravan stuff. Yes. Uh, Carn- uh, it wasn't it wasn't to say Carnival Nation, but it's not. It's um. I'm going blank now. Yes, yeah. me too. And, and we're recording this now. So people watch this. Like, Yo, Jamal, Jamal, forgive us. Forgive Yo. us. You know what I mean? Uh, why is it? <laughs> Anyways. The mass camp. Yeah, but yes. I'm trying to remember which one. Yeah. I'm not even. Yeah. Okay, I'm not that guy. Yeah. So, so forgive me. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I know I'm going to get myself stumped mm-hmm. on this one. But um, his story and having his brother who was killed. And kind of finding the articles based off of that. And Justin Shepard. Yep. I told, now that you say it, I totally forgot about that, that that was his brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. His half-brother. So yeah. having that and finding the articles and tying it to Jamal and then mm-hmm. his successes, mm-hmm. like within the community, what he's been doing, and then having that of his brother who's passed, mm-hmm. and then tying the, him winning with the Raptors, yeah. and tie it all into that one piece, Perfect. becomes a beautiful piece. Perfect. And it becomes something that belongs yeah. to the community, right? And how many subjects did you have? That was 19. 19, it was an even, no. Well, no, it wasn't it because, was even. it wasn't even, it was more women's to men. Women, they used to, I used to all the windows. And so was, 10 women, nine, nine men. Exactly. Do you remember exactly who was in the exhibit? Ooh. Now you're gonna put pressure on me now. <laughs> so I said, I'm a visual artist, so let's, let's step back. So it yeah. was um, Sam McKenna. Uh-huh. Sam is um, the president of SBA. Okay. So Sam was the person who allowed me to actually create mm-hmm. the branding for them. Got you. And still have a good relationship with mm-hmm. him. So I wanted to use subject matter that people have a personal relationship with. So Sam was one. Um, 
Dwayne Nazario, mm-hmm. relationship with him. It was great to actually tie that in mm-hmm. with him. Um, Cardi, yep, was was a good was a good look. Then it was um, Jamie Singh. I didn't even know he was from Scrabble. I don't know him. Yeah, that's okay. what the New York Blanche suggested mm-hmm. to get. Yeah, so he was. I never he he never came down, but yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. And then there was um, I did say Maestro. Did I say Maestro? Yes, Maestro. Maestro. Jamal, Jamal, mm-hmm. Dwayne, Dwayne Morgan, mm-hmm. and Jim Cregan. Yes, from yes, Lake yes. and a lot of people don't. Me and Jim Cregan went to the same public school. Okay, same public school. So yeah. it's just re- again. It's all about reconnecting. So not seeing since yeah. junior public school and actually reaching out. Yeah, and um, meeting with him and doing. Yeah. Yo, this guy's memory is on point. Crazy. Yo, what it, you remember is so he, crazy. He remembers. I, I, I remember part of it, but he took it to another. <laughs> you know, <in> storytelling. <laughs> yeah, we were, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So uh, yeah, who, uh, who were some of the um, women that you had on the exhibit also? So there was um, Lily Singh. Yep. There was um, Mitzi Hunter. Mm-hmm. Bernice Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Um, she is Herb Carnegie's daughter. So Herb Carnegie is one of the legends of um, hockey. Mm-hmm. And um, and his opportunity not to play in the NHL mm-hmm. is one of the stories a lot of people don't know about. So it's, it's great how she honors her father yeah. and tells his experience. Yeah. And it's funny what's happening with hockey today. It's, it's so relevant to what he went through, yeah. to what's happening now. So it's, what it's is, Was Carnegie Hall named after him? No. He yeah. has a school yeah. up in um, Vaughan mm-hmm. named after him. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a hockey rink, a hockey arena in the West End named after him as well. Okay. Yeah. That's so crazy. No, I remember yeah. when we actually came to Scarborough Tonka, we went to Nui Blanche. I seen you, I think, in the day or something. I said, yeah, we're coming. When I came through and I actually seen the yeah, exhibit, yeah. it was the installation. It was mind-blowing. You know yeah, what I mean? I, it, was, I, it was crazy. Just now you tell me just thinking about it, it yeah. takes me back because just to be involved in it and then prepping for it, I I put all 100 in. Of like course, I you have, have to. to. You like have from to. from what they did for me, I yeah. took it to another like building the story, getting people involved, letting people know what's happening, and then having it so organically happen. Everybody was sharing it mm-hmm. was blind mind mind blowing because you couldn't do so much, but if the community as a whole was speaking to that, it, it was good. It was a good look, and then actually having the the party afterwards, yeah. just to celebrate yeah. and telling and too? then and letting people know that I appreciate the time mm-hmm. they did for me and giving them their gifts. Yeah. It was it was a good good, good little send off, and I Definitely. feel like it has to happen again. Yeah, has to happen for sure. Again. That was I. We loved it. We were there from around three o'clock in the morning. We got there, and we're there right till the end. Yeah, at three o'clock. Blanche. Yeah, we got we got to New York late, and we stayed right. Yeah, until, you came to the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw the man. I was, yeah. And I was dead tired. Yeah, man. yeah. When it's like holy smokes, but it was like the love kept you up. Yeah, the energy. You know was, I mean, the energy, but. I can be honest with this. Yeah. I can because we're just talking this openly. Yeah. That, um I put so much into that it burnt me out. Yeah. I never thought in my life that as an artist I worked doing what I'd normally been doing, like late hours, just who I am. Mm-hmm. But this t- put a toll on me. I never yeah. thought I can say I was I was I was done. Because remember, I think Nui Blanche is like twelve hours or something. Yeah, but just to prep for that and then after that and then still keep keeping it going yeah. and building the brand that people know. Yeah. It was it it was very exhausting in a way yeah. of this putting so much in that and then yeah. doing other things it's just I didn't have time for me understand and then I realize now like going forward I can't do that again yeah it, it kills you yeah it will kill you mentally 
mentally. And, and that's where it all starts is in your mind. It's mm. like, but once your mind is drained, the body's gone too. Mm. And that's really what it comes down to. Most definitely, most definitely. 2019, 2020, when people say being woke, what is that to you right now in today's environment? Being self-aware, man. Yeah. It's, I've always been awake. Yeah. Like, I think it's, this is a calling for everybody to actually know knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. And like I said, going back to knowing your purpose, like really defining that you're only here for, for, for a short period of time. Yeah. There's two things that's guaranteed in life. Yeah. The day that you're born and the mm-hmm. day that you die. That's so it. the thing is that dash in the middle is, is what dictates what you're going to be doing, building your, your blueprint. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't figured that out now, this is the time, like 2020 is like actually like really do soul searching within yourself. Yeah. Just to dig deep to figure out mm-hmm. what is it that I want to do or leaving that true purpose or that legacy yeah. that's going to change people's life or, or the next generation that move forward. In. Mm-hmm. No, because so. it's crazy, especially with today where you could, on the internet, you could find so much information. There's so many groups about stuff. A lot of people claim that they're woke, but they're only woke online. They're not real life woke. Yeah, they're not doing the action behind it, right? Yeah. But that's with anything, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. can't be fooled by what the internet gives gives mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because um, it's like a portfolio. You see somebody, you stream down their, their timeline, they see yeah. it now, and you look, look <laughs> see, like... Sometimes people block all the rest of yeah. stuff that they used to do. Uh-huh. But, but if you see people that watch some some people's timeline, you see if yeah. they've been consistently doing that, doing that, and you know that they're legitly yeah. speaking to that. Some people, it's a, it's a fad. Like maybe in the level of consciousness, this is the talk now. Yeah. Everybody's woke now because they're speaking to that. Yeah, because right? that's what the time. That, that, that's what right they're now. in. That's the area that we're in. It's cool right, right now. It's to cool be to woke. actually put your fist in here and do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can do it. But are you speaking to that? Are you yeah. really in the in the field? Doing something living right and, and living it and wearing yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really what it comes out. That's what it is. You got to walk to walk, talk to talk, right? It's crazy. And somebody like you, I know you do a lot of work in the community with a lot of the youth and stuff right mm-hmm. now. But right now you've seen the spike in the violence in Toronto, I'd say over the last two, possibly three years. All right. You being so close, you being dealing with the youth. What are they telling you is a real problem with the gun violence in the city? What is the root problem? I think it's opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think like we need safe spaces. Okay. Like what Rise is doing. Like you got to come. Like you're just down the street from me. You got to see what the energy that happens at that mm-hmm. space every Monday night. That's spoken where they're doing spoken Spoke, word. They do everything that's based on the arts. Yeah. It was from arts, from actually drawing. Okay. From dancing, yeah. from emceeing, yeah. whatever, through dance. Yeah. All the elements of hip hop is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And it's... It just builds so much self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And just seeing these young people coming out of that space, it's a different kind of energy, man. It's prepping them for the rest of the rest of the week. So I feel that they need to have more spaces like that mm-hmm. for this to kind of re- kind of reduce the gun violence yeah. in the way of giving kids a little more opportunity and then giving them, giving them jobs, man. Then The thing about there's no opportunities for kids to succeed. Yeah. So we need to figure that out. Yeah. That's where I really come down to, right? But, but when you say opportunity, you have to remember that we didn't grow up with the internet. Now there is internet. Mm-hmm. So is it the opportunity isn't there and they're not looking for it? What really do you, or even did they actually come to you and say, hey, look, this is the problem that we're having in our community. This is why we're so violent. This is why there's so much guns and everything in the streets right now. I just feel like there's... Um there's not enough of us yeah. as mentors that to, to I kind, agree with to kind of navigate or give them opportunities. Yeah, I think that's 
definitely helps. Yeah. So they can see what success looks like. Fair enough. Um, the internet again, it's again information is, is there. Yeah. It's given, mm-hmm. but it's, it's what you're going to do with that. Yeah. Right? How you're going to read the great because everything is, is so in front of you. Yeah. You get too complacent, man. Yeah. And then <laughs> and they get and I see kids now that everything is supposed to be given to them. Mm-hmm. There's no hustle behind that. Yeah. So it's just changing the the frame mm-hmm. of, of of doing things is is definitely important. Mm-hmm. And like I said, put them in spaces that they can actually see what success looks like. Yeah. It's, it's important. Like I think I repeated that, but I go back to Rise. Like if we can create models like what Rise is doing yeah. in different places, can definitely help. Yeah, because you're seeing some changes in some of these kids that where they were before. Yeah, and maybe they can influence the ones that they can get directly to. Like who are the the kids that have the guns? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can kind of influence them to say, "Oh, make a day and come to Rise or whatever yeah. that is," and just see a, a different aspect of them doing what you're doing now. Yeah. It's giving yeah. them options. It's always giving them options, man. Yeah, that's what it is. Because right now it's ridiculous. It's, no, but there's no options. But I mean, as in, one time, okay, it would be Jane and Fincher's, a lot of stuff happening mm. over there, and it's concentrated. Or it's happening in Jungle, or it's happening in Malvern, or, Gal- or wherever it's happening. Now, it's happening everywhere, from far Oshawa to Georgetown, and everything in between. It's, I've never seen the city like this before. Mm. I wish I can give you all the answers to this one, yeah. but it's just like... I think us communicating or talking about it is great, mm-hmm. but again, I'll come back down. What are we, yeah. the action behind it, right? Yeah. There's too much talk sometimes, mm-hmm. man. We have to figure What's out. What's the action? It's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're figuring it out, figuring it out, but what are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, we need to. And that's really what it comes down, down to. to. And like all of us do? put some skin in this, man, because it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's again, it's all that legacy and all about um, when we're gone, right? Yeah. You got to figure out how you're going to impact impact the next generation of yeah. kids, right? So they don't keep following that same pattern. Like yeah. I said, history doesn't repeat itself. It's people repeating history, right? I like that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's big. Right now, you're wearing a brand that I see you're pushing a lot right now. Representing this space that I've been in for how many years, right. man? Scarborough, yeah. but it's just Borough with the S behind it. Mm-hmm. How did you even come up with that? I have to give bigs up to um, Fives on Top, yeah. Matt, because... Um, there's, he's been pushing Scarborough for a while. Yeah. And um, I thought for myself, for this launching of um, Nui Blanche, mm-hmm. they're representing Scarborough, mm-hmm. I thought I had to at least create a brand that kind yeah. of reflects that, that represents me. So before coming with the idea, I knew what I wanted to do, but I don't want to step on other people's toes who started Got something you. like that. So yeah. I, I asked Matt, because Matt had established something. He said, yeah. I want to do this. And he gave me his blessing. Yo, Mark, I'm not doing as much as I was. Yeah. So you go, oh, just run with go it. Go ahead. So I said, yo, I have to give thanks to him to allow yeah. me to do that. And um, brands is all about timing. Yeah. It's, it wasn't, if I did this like five years ago, people wouldn't be receptive to it. Mm-mm. It was just now everybody's like owning yeah. spaces. Yeah. And everybody's like, they know when yeah. they see this and yeah. they see like the bluffs below, they know that it's Scarborough. It's Scarborough. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't, it can be, when you see that shape, you already know that yeah. it belongs to us, right? And I feel like everybody wants to go, if they go to New York, wherever they're yeah. going around the world, they want, want to, to represent. Their, yeah. It's like when we're from New York, but everybody wanted to wear a Yankee cap. Oh, man. Listen, yeah, every, I don't. I didn't get a Blue Jays hat until probably, when I they would won? say, huh? when they won? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo. That was it. But besides that, it was straight New York Yankees. New York, because we want to yeah. identify what's what's hot. Yeah. And then when the Blue Jays went back to back, we all wanted to wear 100%. Oh, that cracked the code, and we say, okay, you know what? 
we're repping Canada yeah, I right now. I cracked the code for a lot of things. I made yeah. money on that day. Yeah. The Blue Jays, when they went back to back, printing yeah. shirts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. You just got to see a space and get in that space. That's what I'm saying. Like, opportunity, you got to get the lightning in the bottle kind of thing, man. You mm-hmm. got to get that. But um, I just knew that brands speak to the audience of emotions, right? So yeah. I knew that if you can create something that kind of is reflected of that, yeah. you're in it. So the Scarborough thing, people... And it, again, I say that because I I, re, I look at it like when the Raptors won, mm-hmm. Raptors wasn't for black people. Yeah. Raptors weren't for white people. Raptors for everybody. The community as a whole, globally, if we wanted the Red Raptors. Mm-hmm. So I look at Scarborough that when people see that, they know it's for everybody to wear. And that's what I want to be a part of, right? You want to be a part of and make everybody know, listen, it's Scarborough. This is where we yeah, live. We, this is where we grew up. There's a community, a big community in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, Doing great things. Yeah, but that's what I was going to ask you. How important is it for you to show Scarborough in a positive light? Because we are the infrastructure of creativity, man. Mm-hmm. I, there's so many people who came out of Scarborough. Like I said, the people who I put up on the wall, people didn't realize they're from Scarborough. And there's so many other people. Like they, the like Lily Singh, I had no clue she was from Scarborough. And she reps it to the T. I and thought she, all this time I thought Lily was from Mar- Brampton. From Brampton, yeah, yeah man. Scarborough. 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 And even another one that shocked me was Cardi. I had no clue yeah, Cardi was, was originally from yeah, Scarborough. Born, born. And like again, there's like Socrates mm-hmm. on Port Union. Yes. The, Sock, I did know, but um, Cardi, no idea. No idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many, like even hockey players, man. Like, um, Shoot, I even see the old age happens when you turn this. Yeah. <laughs> like, when when man. it's conversation and the lights are on, it yeah, just man. everything kind of goes thinking, out. The like, that's who he is. When you, when you go home, you're like, that's what I was trying to say. Always, you know how many times I get a phone call, a message after the fact. Oh, that's who I was talking. Oh, I forgot to. It's part of where, when you're having a conversation, nobody expects you to be yeah, perfect but, and scripted. But if they can read my brain yeah. or see the visual, they know I'm coming from. Yeah. I see him because plays for. Um, with um, I mean, these two black guys are only black guys on the hockey team. <laughs> okay. You see, I'm not into yeah. sports, so I can't even uh, yeah, help you. Can, so you can't yeah, even help I, me. I can't help. So allow me, you let me Dark. sink myself, right? <laughs> it's all good. Listen, I got around here called Rapid Facts. Ask you some quick questions. You give me back some quick answers. All right. Go ahead. Down. All right. What's your favorite color? Blue. All right. Got uh, big one. All right. What's your biggest fear? Being forgotten. Yeah. They said that um, in life, where the biggest treasures are mm-hmm. is in a cemetery. Because those are the things that all the gifts of people didn't get time to, to utilize. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I don't want that to be me. Don't want to be forgotten. Don't want to be forgotten. Got you. Favorite food? Um, curry goat. Yeah, big mm-hmm. one. Are you a cooker or a cleaner? Boy, this is where I get baits up right now. <laughs> I'm a cleaner at ends when I know that my stuff is messy. I have to clean everything up. So, <laughs> so, so you're you're going with cleaner? Yeah, I have to because if I say cooked, people will say I lie. Yeah. And if I say this, and my sister watches that because she says it definitely is lying. So I hear you. So yeah, go on. So don't put me on, on under the bus with the next question. It, no, no, no. It's all love, bro. Okay, what's, go on. what's the last book you read or listened to? Last book I read, I'm still listening to, is um, Die Empty. Yes, I've heard of that one. There. Powerful book. Yeah, and I'm still, I stop and go with that, but it still, it puts, it gets, gets me in the right perspective, yeah. man. And again, I hope, I'm kind of getting repeating and then you just got to 
live yeah. in a way of just get rid of it. whatever that's in you, mm-hmm. that's, that gift. Put it out in the world. Put it out in the world because you don't want to hold on to that when you're gone, man. Because you're you gone. can't take it with you. What are you going to do with it? Exactly. You know I mean? So All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your hobby? Sleep mm-hmm. right now. But, yeah. no, but <laughs> um, actually, I'm getting back into drawing. Yeah. Okay. I'm stopping on a while. And I think this mm-hmm. surgeons of the whole newly blind stuff got me back into that creative it mode. Put you and, in that space. In that space. And actually taking the two months off of this whole thing and actually mm-hmm. reflecting. Mm-hmm. I'm being, I actually started doodling, getting myself back into it. I think I'm going back to the essence, man. Okay. I think that we get caught up in the digital world. Sometimes we don't get back to the essence of what got you there. You understand. So I know. What's your hidden talent that most people don't know you have? Hidden talent. Yeah. I was going to say dancer, but that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, I don't have, to be honest, I don't. When you say that now, nah, it's weird. I yeah. got like a deja vu. Yeah. You know, that, you just, that you said that crap. Thing. Yeah. It has to be something with the arts. But it's yeah. not even, I don't have a hidden talent, man. Yeah. I just, I, honestly, it comes down to being, um, knowing how to flip things, like, Getting, you know how to hustle. Situ- I know how to hustle to whatever yeah. that is, and know yeah. how to, yeah, yeah. That's my. I got you. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. No, it does. How do you relax? Walking. Walking. I think even with one of my homies recently, um, we're both going through our own little ish in a way of. Um, I think as we get an age, when you're turning, when you're turning. Fifty, yeah, like that's like a wide opening reality of of things, man. Uh-huh. One day we just went for a walk, man, and just kind of cleared our brain. And just and walking does a lot of things for you, man. So mm-hmm. appreciate that walk. That that definitely helps. Got you. One song that's been the biggest influence on you. Ooh, why you say that, man? There's so many songs. Just you song. could choose one. Yeah, but you gave me just one, done. Um. Optimistic, yeah. sounds of blackness. Yeah, big big song. I like that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Favorite movie? Unusual Suspect. Big one with um Kaiser Sose. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm not a real big movie person, but there's certain classics that, that you gotta know. Ta- like the yeah. way he flipped that on the wall, and he looks at the yeah. wall, and he's telling the story behind it. And the man doesn't even know until when the cup falls and bam, he looks at the label goes. He says connecting the dots like crazy, this been... but this time he had left already, straightened out his arm, yeah, and, and his foot, and started hopping the car. And then the guy who was the part of it is yeah. his driver, and disappears. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, the greatest big, trick, big movie. Yeah, the greatest trick that the devil ever did mm-hmm. is it showed that he never even existed. Yeah, wicked, wicked yeah, movie. That's wicked a movie. Would you prefer water or juice? Water, water. Okay, salty or sweet? Sweet. Last one here. Favorite comedian of all time. Of all time, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Richard, but you know, David Chappelle is yeah. definitely breaking the boundaries of. I just love where he started and how he's able to evolve to where he is now, and, yeah. and not compromise, but understanding that what he what he was doing, mm-hmm. it was impacting our people, but it, yeah. he's kind of pulled back, but it actually still became. I, an interesting storyteller. Because yeah. at the end of the day, man, even with you and I, yeah, it's the gift of telling stories. That's all. That's it is, all that we're doing, and and, and having the audience that want to listen to what we have to say. Yeah, and he has the 
and mm-hmm. the ability to bring you into this world and then make it so visual that I already tells it, man. Yeah. Just chill, he's chill with it. So Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's the gift of speaking. Mm-hmm. He has that, man. So I, I admire people who can actually articulate stories and encapsulate and people. And brings you into it. It reels, reels you in, man. Mm-hmm. It, that's rare. Like, yeah. You see these motivational speakers. Who, there's some good ones. Yeah. The ones that really that change you. Yeah. Like like David like David, like David G. Or I mean um, Gary G. Yeah. Gary V. V. Sorry. Man. Yo, bro. See how he speaks yeah. and how he connects with people. Like uh huh. That that stuff mm-hmm. moving. Like Mike Tyson, his stuff is yeah. part, like stuff like that. When people don't have to speak to you. Yeah. You just want to know more. Exactly. So it's all about storytelling, man. So crazy. He so Chappelle's crazy. that guy. He's a great yeah. storyteller. Crazy. Now we got to the end of the rapid facts. Now the floor is yours before we get out of here. Anything you want to say, anybody you want to big up, contact info, everything, floor is yours right now. Floor is mine. Well, again, thank you for listening, people. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that we own our stories. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, um, I think that any opportunities you have to actually tell it, you have to continue telling it. And um, like I said, we're all on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And um, understand that the gift that you have, you have to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it, and hopefully that people who've seen it, mm-hmm. seen the consistency that I've been doing, that I haven't really compromised that, and support that. And I have been getting the support. And yeah. even now, at my age, I'm seeing more people um, helping me and continuing to support what I've been doing. Yeah. If it's through the clothing or buying a painting, whatever yeah. that is, I'm, I'm seeing it, and I'm thankful for that. Um, but I keep pushing, man. I think that if anybody has time, check yeah. out my website, which is www.liwi68.com. Mm-hmm. That's Levy 68 or Live It Wear. This, that's the name of the brand. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing it now. This is this yeah. is it. <laughs> I, I, I evolved to so many names, yeah. man. I can't believe what we were just talking about. Like, yeah. Wow, I've been committing to always curating. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that, the gift that, because I'm only a vessel. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm just learning how to channel that. It comes vessel. through you. Yep. It comes through me, and if I can impact people in that way, mm-hmm. I think I'm doing my part, and I think you're doing your part because I Thank have you. an opportunity like this to actually to speak to that. Yeah, and hopefully it comes out good when yeah. we watch it on yep. TV. But I, I, uh, I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm thankful, and I'm give thanks for that. Definitely, social media wise, when they want to find you, where can they check you? Pretty out? simple. It's um, liwi68. Mm-hmm. Um, my other social media pages: m stoddard68. Um, birthmark, yeah, fifty. Okay, but the majority of everything's located as liwi68.com, and the Instagram's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, catch me on those things. Tell me that you like the video, mm-hmm. that you were inspired. Mm-hmm. You want to buy a shirt? Mm-hmm. I mean, how about this? Can we kind of do like a contest? Maybe when they, of course, so go on. So, hmm, when you watch the video, yep. to the end, yes, you got to watch it. Can you watch it in between? Uh huh. Um. I try to think, what did I say that could work mm-hmm. as a question after them watching it? I got one for okay. you. So you give them the question, then they, and then that person sends me an email yep. that they saw it. Where would they send the email? That would be info at liwi68.com. I like this promo. This is good. Yeah. So at the end of it, you give the question. Yeah. You send the email to me that you watched to, to, to the end, Yeah. and I will get you a Scarborough shirt. Got you. Big, big, big. Or... You send me an email, we'll work out something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell you what it is. Whoever is going to send the email, what they have to do is list three of your previous brands. All right? Did I done? Yes. Three of your previous brands. Because you spoke about them throughout the podcast, you know. 
But now they have to listen to the entire podcast to figure out the three, send it an email, and they'll win themselves a prize package. See, I should come back on the show again because we're making contests like this. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> this, is this is what we do. It's big, big, big. And before we get you out of here, I got to definitely tell you, happy belated birthday, brother. Oh, respect, brother. man. You know what I mean? No, it no, was no. what, yesterday? Yesterday, brother. Yeah. It was um, 51, bro. Yeah. Black don't crack. Yeah, so, at all. But um, I'm just to make that milestone again, and yeah. then now alone is coming to 2020, it's yeah. actually now put me in a position. I really got to think what's going to be the next move, Yeah. right? And with life, there's death. So yeah. I always have to honor, like, Nigel, mm-hmm. my good friend who passed away on my birthday, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like it's happiness, but at the same time, a little bit, you, you feel that kind at of thing. At the same well. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, man. Corrupt, it's been amazing. Listen, I know you have over a 30-year career. Clearly, you can't cover everything in one sitting. We probably did one year of your career. I think we kind of. Yeah. In a way, kind of navigating yeah, and yeah. putting it in a ball because you've done so much. Especially, I could see it in your eyes when I'm talking to you now. It's like, man, you really got to go back and think about all of these things. Because it's it's a time capsule, yeah. bro. Because I'm thinking, even when we met, went to yeah. shop with uh-huh. what, was, what was her name? Urban Junction with yeah, Tracy. Tra- yo, yeah, bro. So and you're in the back from <laughs> yo, but, yes. But you see how yeah. we, you build friendships and it mm-hmm. never changes. You just and we just evolve and get yep. into what we're next to, and then you moved went to Malvern. Mm-hmm. But you just, you don't even know who you connect and building relationships it's with. It's really, right? but that's all that matters in this industry that we're in is relationships. Really? And you said that from the jump till right now. Yeah, and I still it's have to say, relationships. Always like, again, with the people you brought, like with Master T, with Tony, mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. I can see them today and we can head it up and we can yeah. ne- reminisce about moments and stuff, man. Crazy. Like, people, like I said, like with Miles, yeah. Adrian from Tube, like people that around the way you build relationships mm-hmm. and, you, and you love and see the success of where they go, what they do, right? Mm-hmm. And you just got to, it's, it's love. It yeah. really is, man. That's how, as, us as a people, we need to do that and do yeah. more of that, man. And that's why I get the opportunity to do this. My brother corrupt. Mm-hmm. As I said, everybody calls you Mark. What they're going to call you, you're my brother corrupt forever. So you go, that's <laughs> what I know. You as corrupt, bro. You know what I mean? It's, and you're the most non-corrupt person I that's know. That's what I'm saying. But you it's, know what I mean? It's funny when people don't know my first name. Yeah. They all remember, yo, corrupt. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so I already know. This is corrupt the time, with a like, K. You know yeah, I mean? that, this is the title you know me. Yeah. And then some people in school know me yeah. as Stodds. Yeah. So it's just interesting how people call me the many names, man. And from they say the name, you say, okay, this is when they jumped into my life at this time <laughs> exactly. right here. Crazy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. Scarborough. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.